as a guy living inside the Beltway, feeling the sense of crisis, trying to decide what to do in some situation room in the White House with people who had data that was incomplete. We weren't really thinking about what that would mean uh, to Wilk and his family uh, in Minnesota, a thousand miles away from where the virus was hitting so hard. We weren't really considering the consequences in communities that were not New York City or, or, or some other big city. So I know it's a voice you don't necessarily recognize, but that is the voice of Francis Collins, the former longtime director of the National Institute of Health, a major player in the COVID-19 pandemic response here in the United States of America. And, you know, of course, perfect song match there. (laughs) Jake, well done. Um, I get lucky every once in a while. But just this is from a couple of months ago, but it's kind of making its rounds on social media a little bit uh, in the last couple of days. And I thought this was absolutely fascinating because hear what he's saying. We were in the Beltway. We were in D.C. We were terrified about what was going on potentially in L.A. and D.C. and New York City and Miami. And we weren't really thinking about the effects that the things we were recommending to be done as a public as a you know policy response to a public health emergency. We weren't really thinking about what effect this was going to have on the guy in the middle of Minnesota or Colorado or the panhandle of Florida or wherever. We were just trying to stop the disease. And this is, it, it's such an interesting kind of self-reflective confession that we knew at the time, but I don't think enough people appreciated and maybe don't even yet. He had a much longer comment, and this is, it's so, I know he's getting lit up a lot for making these comments like, see, 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 we told you. No, he's honestly looking back at how they viewed things and realizing where they kind of went wrong in their thinking, or at least what was a problem with the response that was being offered to COVID at the time. The public health people, we talked about this earlier, and this is a really important point. If you're a public health person and you're trying to make a decision, you have this very narrow view of what the right decision is, and that is something that will save a life. Doesn't matter what else happens. So you attach infinite value Uh, to stopping the disease and saving a life, you attach a zero value to whether this actually totally disrupts people's lives, ruins the economy, and has many kids kept out of school in a way that they never quite require. Collateral damage. So there, yeah, collateral damage. This is a public health mindset. And I think a lot of us involved in trying to make those recommendations had that mindset, and that was really unfortunate. It's another mistake we made. Yes, which is... What we said at the time, this is what I said at the time, the problem with putting the medical health professionals, the public health response professionals in charge of the political decision making of the White House, for instance, or of state responses, is that those people do not represent the full scope of interests and values for the American people. They represent the public health perspective. And the public health perspective is unbelievably myopic. It's looking at one thing, stop disease, save lives. You say that's two things. Saving lives by stopping disease. That's all they're thinking about. And as he said, giving that infinite value because they're not thinking about jobs, the economy, schools, mental health. They're not thinking about any of the other stuff. And so their policies are going to be misguided Not that the policies are completely wrong, but that the policies don't account for enough of the other perspectives. 
And that's why, for example, in Florida, I say that Governor DeSantis did his job by protecting us from only making decisions based on pure public health concerns and instead considering all of the other issues. The White House, both under Trump and under Biden, did not do this well enough and made mistakes, big, huge, and the rest of the country too much put the public health officials in charge of making policy. So I, I really appreciate that Francis Collins is saying this. It's very honest. It's absolutely accurate. And it's the reason why so many states in the country and other countries went awry in COVID and why places like Florida did it right because we recognize, and Governor DeSantis thankfully recognized, there's more to this than just controlling the disease and stopping the deaths that are caused by that disease. Because the things we do to stop that are going to have other impacts on other things that also matter. And I'm supposed to represent all of that stuff. 615 here on News Radio 92.3. The Transgressors Memorial Service comes up next. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Well, on the map showing here, we do have an accident. Uh, let's see where this is exactly. Okay, this is I-10 eastbound at Pine Forest. There is a vehicle crash with roadblocks. So if you're headed eastbound on I-10 this morning, once you get close to that exit, pretty much right at that exit, you're going to see that vehicle crash. So just use caution. Otherwise, around town, we're looking good. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. I-10 uh, and 110 are at posted speeds. I don't see any slowdown from that wreck at Pine Forest. And uh, Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace this morning is looking good. If you see anything out there, let me know. Call or text to the traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Join Stephen Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College for Boat Smart on the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 10 a.m. Key Marine sponsoring the show. Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. Have a boating question for Stefan? Then give us a call at 437-1620. It's a dream team, so join them today at 10 a.m. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like CMEX Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. I've been collecting watches since around 2018. Uh, Made my first big purchase thinking that was gonna be my only watch. When you're looking at watches and you're doing them online or if you're in the secondary market, it can be scary because there's a lot of fakes and I really do focus in on coming in to an authorized dealer like Berets for any of the Omega or Breitling purchases. They will let you try it on, take pictures, go home, think about it, and just really set your mind at ease. Come visit us at Beret Jewelers. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Mary on Demand is live. Start your marijuana education journey today. Learn at your own pace and check out the Medical Marijuana Education Series. You decide what you'd like to learn and win with Mary on Demand. Visit mary.famu.edu. That's M-M-E-R-I.F-A-M-U.edu. And remember, recreational marijuana is still illegal in Florida. Mary, educate, learn, talk. Get news at the top and bottom of every hour with WEAR TV, our local news team, and Fox News on News Radio Pensacola. 
Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today for the transgressors memorial service, remembering those who have transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must forever be cast into the abyss of dead names. Let's join Brother Andrew remembering those who we have lost. The first remembrance is for Nikki Haley after this week's epic blunder. When asked during a town hall in New Hampshire about the cause of the Civil War, she gave this unbelievable answer. What was the cause of the United States Civil War? Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. Um, did you think maybe part of the answer should include mentioning slavery? In fact, the man who asked the question was so dumbfounded by her failure to mention that peculiar institution at all that he said so to her, to which she quipped, What do you want me to say about slavery? What do you want me to say about slavery? Well, perhaps you could say it was an atrocious practice that viciously violated the rights of millions of kidnapped Africans and left us a lasting legacy of racism in this country in addition to being the main cause of the Civil War. Duh. But her quip reveals something deeper. She seemed to think that saying this obvious truth was somehow unnecessary or irrelevant or a waste of time. But as the wise guidance of Finkler's fifth dictum on virtue signaling teaches, never passeth up thy chance to publicly state an obvious truth, for thusly shall the very embodiment of virtue be signaleth. By her challenge back to the man, Haley seemed to be saying there was no need to state something as obvious as that slavery caused the Civil War and was a heinous crime against humanity and that surely he must be wanting something more than this from her. No, Madam Ambassador, he just wanted to hear you repeat the sacred phrases of inclusion whenever offered the chance. And your clumsy efforts at nuance, depth, and sophistication are not wanted here. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Second, Jimmy Fallon, for recently misgendering Hunter Schaefer, a transgender woman and one of the stars of the upcoming Hunger Games prequels. During a recent interview, Fallon callously did gender violence to Hunter, and I must warn you, this is powerfully triggering stuff. This is unbelievable. This is really cool. Yeah, I think now you're a- in Hunger Games. I know, as a capital as a capital person. person. It's crazy. It's really, it's it, yeah, crazy. Look at you. Yeah. Congratulations, bud. Come on, is that? I know. Is everyone okay? May I continue? Because I feel your pain at him calling her by the obviously masculine term, Bud. Now, yes, we realize that Jimmy Fallon calls everyone who comes on his show Bud, including women. But this is beside the point. Our entire movement is predicated on mastering the art of finding outrage and offense where none really exists. And in this case, using a man word and referring to someone who had to overcome the trauma of being identified as a man at birth in becoming the Shiro that she is today is appalling. And even though Hunter did not seem to take offense at the offense, it is always up to us, the uninvolved busybodies of the wokosphere, to take offense on her behalf. As every young otherin learns, never pass up a chance to take offense. And we do. Oh yes, we most certainly do. Jimmy Fallon, for felony inadvertent misgendering and linguistic battery in the second degree, thou art hereby expelled, bud. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who are Finally, our hardest encouragement this week goes to the fine people at HarperCollins doing Gaia's work. 
with the offensive, outdated, and unacceptable works of Agatha Christie. As anyone who has read the famous detective stories of Hercule Poirot and Miss Marple knows, Christie's work contains several serious defects, including references to characters as being black, Jewish, and gypsy. She wrote that a judge had a, quote, Indian temper. She labeled characters as being oriental, and even described one woman as having, quote, such lovely white teeth, and another's female torso as being, quote, of black marble. A tint-shaming reference to dark skin tone and a completely unnecessary insult to members of the American League Against the Defamation of Granite. Some readers may even be surprised to learn that the famous novel And Then There Were None was originally called Ten Little N-Words and was published under that title until 1977 and was originally set on N-Word Island, later changed to Indian Island, and subsequently Soldier Island. Needless to say, we believe a giant favor has been done to Agatha Christie by allowing her works to be cleansed of such filth instead of simply being canceled altogether. And that's why we celebrate the diligent efforts of the sensitivity readers at HarperCollins for pouring over her works and purging them of their unrighteousness. Alas, it is true that sensitivity readers across the publishing world are paid extremely low wages for such important work. These noble guardians of our collective virtue should really receive pay that reflects their important contribution to our culture of justice and inclusion. You may see them merely as underemployed grad students from the literature and women's studies departments, but we see them as the vanguard of our very moral fibers. If fast food workers in California can be paid $40,000 a year, Surely the sensitivity readers at HarperCollins can be paid $120,000 or more. Is Virtue Scrubbing a Dead White Lady's detective novels not worth at least three times as much as scrubbing the floor of an actual dirty restaurant bathroom? We say let economic justice be done for these fine advocates of diversity everywhere and enjoy the refreshed and sanitized detective stories they've made safe for you to read once again. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. As you depart today, please take time to light an incense stick on behalf of Tesla owners everywhere who are currently struggling with the very real existential crisis created by knowing that they are helping save the planet by driving their magical electric vehicles, and yet knowing that the profit on those cars goes to Elon Musk, whose ridiculous devotion to free speech is ruining all the good work that had been done to restrict content on Twitter before he bought it. The moral anguish is real. Refreshments this week are provided by a chip off the old block bringing the flavors of wood and cheese together in a bowel-soothing harmony you just have to taste to believe. Yes, these salt-free, trans-fat-free, gluten-free, non-GMO cheese puffs are lovingly made with a special blend of non-dairy imitation synthetic cheddar mixed with pulverized tree bark dust from the sacred groves of Klamath National Forest. You can really taste the intestinal obstruction. And now, brethren, sistren, and otheren, having been cleansed of these hurtful words... Give each other the holy virtue signal and go forth and transgress no more. 625 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. And, um, you know, I often tell you that the transgressor service is always based on real things that are actually being done or proposed in the culture. You think I made up the term sensitivity reader, don't you? That's a real thing. That's a real thing. Publishers of books actually hire people called sensitivity readers to go. That's what the job is called. I kid you not. I can't make it up. I can't make it up as good as they do it. Anyway, 626, uh, Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? Mm. Well, we're looking good out there on the roadways. The only thing to speak of this morning at uh, I-10 and 
Pine Forest eastbound. Uh, if you're headed out that way, there's a vehicle crash with roadblock there just about at that exit on I-10 eastbound. Otherwise, we're looking good. Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear. No slowdowns on Cervantes and Bayfront Parkway showing no delays. Also, Avalon Boulevard is clear through Garson Point Bridge and Highway 98 east and westbound looking good. If you see anything out there this morning slowing you down, call or text our traffic tip line 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Well, a teenage surfer in Australia was killed in a shark attack this week. It's the third in that area since May. Uh, 15-year-old Kaya Cowley died after a great white shark attacked him while he was surfing with his father. Military plane on a secret mission is now successfully blasted off from the Kennedy Space Center. The X-37B space plane uh, lifted off last night on a SpaceX Falcon Heavy rocket. Of course, there had been several delays with this uh, leading up to the, the launch last night. The robotic space plane is carrying classified experiments and could orbit the Earth for around two years. And uh, some good news, homicides in the U.S. dropping by record numbers Analysis firm AH Datalytics says preliminary data from 177 cities across the U.S. is showing a 12% decrease in murders from 2022 to 2023. The firm is expecting homicides overall to drop from 21,000 in 2022 to 18,000 in 2023. They say that's one of the biggest drops on record. Wow. All right, David. Thanks so much for the information. Love it. Um, hey, if you're thinking about buying that next vehicle, you know, Dave Ramsey recommends Frontier Motors. Of course, I do as well. Uh, he does it, I think, in part because it represents his philosophy so well. The idea of buying cars that are in great condition and almost new, but you avoid the depreciation hit when you buy it. And, you know, basically you miss out on the new car smell, but you get a car that you can drive for the majority of its lifespan at, you know, one, two, three years old, low miles, that kind of thing. What I'd like to think about it is they're, um, they're used cars you don't have to worry about are almost new cars. And, you know, I say that's kind of his reason, my reason too, but also because I became a client. Like, I bought one there because they had a car that we wanted, and it's just everything they embody is in, you know, everything they stand for is kind of embodied in the car that we bought. Uh, you know, a really good quality one-year-old car with about 12,000 miles on it that we're going to drive until the wheels fall off because that's how we do. Frontier Motors serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years, right behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. 628 on News Radio 92.3. Uh- <laughs> I, um, I got a text in from somebody, 437-1620. This is the best text. They said, how dare you ban trans fats? <laughs> trans fats are real fats. I'm offended you would exclude them. They're just fats identified trans at birth. <laughs> I never, I never, I never would. It's it's funny the things you say and don't ever think about it because it's out of context. But oh, that's definitely going in a future episode. <laughs> the moral conflict because you don't, you know, you want to ban the trans fats, but you want to be pro-trans, right? So what do you do? Ah, the conflict is real. Just like owning the magic Tesla. Six twenty nine on. Uh, oh my God, that's so funny. You guys are the best. Four three seven sixteen twenty four three seven six. Somebody else texted in. Uh, um, the woke folks' brains would pop out of their skulls if they ever watched Mel Brooks movies. No, that's yeah. I wonder. I wonder what you know. I, I you know, can I say that? Can I t- just a slightly different take on that? They can't laugh. Mm. I bet. I bet they watch it and are just horrified, and horrified and condemning and pursed lips, kind of oh, tisk tisk. You know, like. And the sad part is can't enjoy it. 
can't laugh at the thing that's actually kind of funny, you know? Learn to laugh at your flaws and your mistakes. Because, of course, that's the thing. You have to take it as 100% serious. That's how you avoid realizing how pretentious it is. Fox News, I'm Therese Crowley. Maine's Democrat Secretary of State makes a decision to remove Donald Trump from the GOP primary ballot based on three complaints and her opinion that Trump committed insurrection. Trump's legal team calls the decision atrocious with no due process. Trump campaign promises a quick appeal. California's Secretary of State has certified its primary ballot with Trump, despite calls from the lieutenant governor to drop him. Biden administration talks to enlist the Mexican government to help cut the border surge, raising new alarms after the U.S. and Mexico discussed amnesty for illegal migrants who've been in the U.S. for years. Republicans say that'll only add new incentives. The idea that they're actually looking at amnesty, that they've already allowed millions of people to come across thousands of lives to be poisoned, this isn't fecklessness or ineptitude. This is treason. Florida Republican Corey Mills on Fox's Cudlow. Talks continue in D.C. in January. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. 631 at News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. Right now it is mostly clear, 35 degrees in Pensacola. Governor Ron DeSantis speaking out against teachers' unions. During a roundtable in Iowa yesterday, the governor said they're not putting students' best interests at the forefront of their agenda. We've been raising teacher pay in Florida uh, every, every year I've been governor, but so much of this union has become very partisan to try to use the schools to impose a partisan agenda. That's wrong. Several teachers' unions across the state filed a federal lawsuit last May alleging that the that a state placing restrictions on unions was signed by DeSantis as retaliation for their organizing. A Santa Rosa County commissioner filing a lawsuit against a local gun shop that he says is using his name and likeness without permission. Sam Parker filed the suit against Gulf Coast gun and outdoors owner Chris Smith. The lawsuit says social media videos and advertisements featuring a cardboard cutout of Parker are derogatory and mischaracterize him. Hey guys, come on down to Gulf Coast Gun where you don't have to be a sleazeball politician to get early deals for Black Friday. Man, you ain't getting elected a dog catcher, especially after that last meeting where it looked like you took yet another kickback. Sam Parker, what do you want? We want to thank you, uh, Commissioner Parker. Uh, just a few excerpts there from some of the videos that that uh, gun shop has posted to social media. Court documents say that the promotional campaign began under a, an ad campaign called Taxationist Theft, where discounts were labeled as kickbacks and made references to Parker. Since then, a number of videos on Gulf Coast Guns page have featured the cardboard cutout likeness of Parker. He's suing for $30,000. Another back-to-school sales tax holiday beginning next week. There will be no state sales tax on school-related items starting on Monday. Uh, That's the same as every fall right before school begins. You could purchase clothing, shoes, school supplies, learning aids, computers, computer accessories, all with no sales tax. You can get more detailed information on what items are included at floridarevenue.com. The tax holiday running from Monday, January 1st through the 14th. Escambia County deputies looking for a man that's been missing for several weeks now. 21-year-old Marvis Bedgood had last talked with his family December 18th. The sheriff's office says he's now considered missing and endangered. They say, they say he could require medical attention. If you have any information on Marvis Bedgood, contact the Escambia County Sheriff's Office. A South Florida rabbi says his people won't be deterred after a string of bomb threats in the area. 
Temple Sinai was a, a, one of three synagogues that received a bomb threat yesterday. Rabbi Alan Litwak says uh, it's the third bomb threat that his synagogue has received in just the last few months. Bomb threats were also reported at synagogues in Parkland and Coral Gables. Nope. No bombs were found as a result of any of those threats. Uh, Litwak says they'll continue to practice Judaism in an open and free society. It is 634 News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives with Jake. Well, if you're headed eastbound on I-10 this morning, once you get to about the Pine Forest exit on the west side there, there's a vehicle with roadblock. Uh, so just use caution headed down I-10 this morning. Chase Street, Gregor Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre east and westbound is looking good. If you're coming out of Milton this morning, headed through Pace, you're good all the way around to Scenic and on into town. Highway 29 south through Cantoma, not showing any delays there. If you do see anything out there on the roadways, let me know. Call or text 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thank you very much, Jake. Now look at our Channel 3 weather forecast. We are going to have a beautiful sunny and cold day today. Temperatures starting off in the 30s, warming into the 50s for highs, 52 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures back in the 30s, 36 degrees. Nice sunny weather for Saturday as well, high near 55. Saturday night, temperatures back in the 30s, 37 degrees. For Sunday, sunshine with a high near 60 degrees. And Sunday night, temperatures dropping into the 50s. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you, Brooke. 34 in Pensacola. Bit of a chilly morning. It's 36 in Gulf Breeze and 33 in Milton. Your next news at 7. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Interest rates have decreased for the ninth consecutive week in a row, closing out the year at their lowest since May. The interest rates for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage averaged at 6.61% as of December 28th. That is down from 6.67% earlier this week. The feds have hinted at additional interest rate cuts in 2024. BlendJet Incorporated is recalling more than 4 million portable blenders sold at Costco, Target, and Walmart. There have been over 300 reports of the the appliances blades breaking off and an additional 17 reports of the product overheating or even catching fire. Dozens of injuries have been reported along with 49 cases of minor burns. Users are being urged to contact BlendJet for a free replacement of the updated appliance featuring thicker blades. And on Wall Street, futures are slightly higher. The Dow Industrials were up 53 yesterday and the Nasdaq down four. That's your money now. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit starregistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit starregistry.com or call 800-282-3333. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Have you been thinking about getting fit, but don't know where to start? Why not start at Running Wild? 
Running Wild specializes in fitting every person to the proper shoe, apparel, and training designed for their unique needs. An essential resource to the community on all things fitness related, Running Wild takes pride in serving, teaching, and encouraging customers to reach new goals. Start your fitness journey with the experts at Running Wild in Pensacola and Fairhope. Follow on Facebook or shop online at werunwild.com. Splash Magazine covers the coast like the Gulf of Mexico. Each month, Splash Magazine offers a calendar of events, plus tips on where to shop, dine, and play. Learn about the month's special events, live entertainment, and interesting local people. Learn how to catch fish with Captain Dave Yelverton. See what is worth watching on your streaming services. Tom Nolan will tell you the latest. Find out how to dress for the changing Florida weather with Jen Wells. Get the most out of the Emerald Coast by reading Splash Magazine each month. For more information, call Gulf Breeze News at 850-932-8986 or visit gulfbreezenews.com online. Ready for intelligent and thought-provoking conversation? Tune in to The Guy Benson Show on News Radio Pensacola. Weekdays from 2 till 4 p.m. on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. Guy Benson, the brilliant and charismatic host, brings you a fresh perspective on the biggest stories of the day. Guy keeps you engaged and informed. Don't miss out on the intellectual thrill ride. Tune in to The Guy Benson Show on News Radio Pensacola from 2 till 4 p.m. It's the show that'll challenge your thinking and leave you wanting more on News Radio Pensacola. came out while I was gone uh, on vacation last week, and as most stories that deal with the Catholic Church, and this is no exception, the general media pretty much got it brutally wrong. Um, I mean, you know, why keep complaining about a thing that is so consistent? It'd be like, imagine if you had, you know, newsrooms across America had sports reporting, and none of the sports reporters liked sports, watched sports, knew anything about sports, but there they were tasked with reporting on religious things, you know, sports things. That Basically, that's what you have. You have, you know, all of these companies that feel like the need to report on what the Pope says, uh, but they so rarely understand it or bother reading it or studying anything other than what they think the headline is, okay? So the headline was um, that the, the Pope is now allowing priests to bless same-sex couples. That's kind of the the basic headline takeaway. And it's not that that's false exactly. It's just that that's so misleading. And it's <laughs> this was a controversial thing within the Catholic Church. And do remember, and I'm, I'm not trying to be an apologist for the Pope, okay? I'm not a Catholic, and I'm, you know, I'm not an apologist either for the institution or for the particular man. But um, an apologist just means defender. Sorry. Anyway, um, I'm not a defender of the institution. I'm a Catholic, and I'm not a defender of the man particularly either. You know, he's been involved in what I think is a purge of uh, conservative bishops, and I think that's a problem. I think you ought to be paying attention to that. And I do think that he seems to be leaning ever, flirting ever more closely with abandoning traditional Catholic doctrine on sexual ethics. I think that's true. There's kind of seems like that. But that doesn't mean that what he did in this case is that. And it just isn't. In fact, I love the headline that was uh, by a commentary writer at National. I think it was National Catholic Register. That's the best place to go. If you ever have, a, you ever see a story about Catholicism, just go to NC Register. Okay, just go to National Catholic, National Catholic Register or Catholic, Catholic News Agency. Um, they 
cross-published, so it's a lot of stuff in both places. And um, just read what they're saying. It'll be a much better explanation, okay, than anything you're going to see in, like, the AP or the New York Times or USA Today or anywhere else, okay, or even on TV, God forbid. So anyway, um, the headline that uh, John Birch wrote was, Pope Francis did not just authorize priests to bless same-sex unions, which is kind of the takeaway that people had. And the, I love this first line. For the second time in a month, the media has taken a document from the Vatican and mangled it beyond all recognition, which is accurate. Okay, that's true. So what did the document, you know, actually do? Here's the thing. The, the Pope has been trying to figure out how to thread a solution between two competing sort of tension issues. Number one, the Catholic Church never has, and presumably unless massive things happen, never will, say that same-sex sex is okay, is biblically acceptable, is God's plan, is allowable, is good. They will never say that. I mean, if they do, they've abandoned their traditional position. Okay? Um, marriage is good. Marriage is right. One man, one woman, for life. That's the Catholic view. That's the Christian view. Okay? Um, that's the, the biblical view, if you prefer. Um, so that's been their view for a long, long time. You know that. But then the challenge is, well, but what do we do with gay people who want to be Catholic? What do we do with people who have uh, same-sex desire? What do we do with people who have same-sex behavior? What do we do with people who now, under the law in most countries in the world, including the United States, have same-sex marriages, but they want to be Catholic? What do we do with those people? Do we tell them they can't be Catholic? Well, no, because you want people to have salvation. That's what the Pope wants. He wants everybody to be Catholic. But what do you do with people who are, you know, similar questions? Uh, they're on their third marriage and want to be Catholic. Well, it's difficult because you can't bless the divorce and remarriage, but you kind of want to be able to impart God's presence to these people in a way so that they can, you know, live their life fully and maybe come to see the error of their ways, which is kind of the purpose of giving a blessing. And so he comes out with this rule that says, Priests in a non-official way, it almost makes it sound like it's, um, you know, hey, on a Wednesday afternoon, you bump into a couple of gay people at the Publix, and they ask you for a blessing. You're like, oh, sure, you know, like almost that. Like you can bless people. You can confer to them the the presence of God. You know, uh, charismatics might say you can lay hands on, okay, um, th that kind of stuff. And that's meant to be of use to those people in coming to know God more fully. It's meant to do a real thing. It doesn't mean that their same-sex marriage or their same-sex union or their same-sex behavior or even their same-sex desire, and a desire is not in and of itself a sin according to Catholic doctrine, uh, but the behavior upon that desire is more the sin. And indulging in the desire in your mind is kind of sinful-esque, okay, sin-light, you might say. Anyway, um, it doesn't say that their marriage is okay. It just says, we love you, we want you to know God more, and we want to bless you as people, we're not blessing you as gay marrieds. We're not, and, and it even has all these rules about, like, you cannot do this kind of blessing while you're performing, you're not supposed to perform, or while you're attending, or in conjunction with, or in official robes. Like, there's no part of this that's meant to impart the blessing of the church upon this thing, this institution, this behavior, this traditional sin, but instead you can bless these people. Because you also don't want to say, like, a, you know, somebody calls the local priest and says, hey, come out to bless the motorcycle rally. And you want to let the priest bless the motorcycle rally. 
But you don't want the priest to be sitting there thinking, okay, well, you know, I want to bless the motorcycle rally, but, you know, i got to be careful because I think that guy over there might be engaged in the sin and that guy over there might be engaged in the sin. And, you know, I don't want to give them the appearance that the Catholic Church is forgiving them for all the things and condoning all the things they do. Yeah, just like, the, you know, the priest blesses the Mardi Gras parade and the floats and all that. Does that mean that the priest agrees with every single thing that happens at a Mardi Gras party? Come on now. <laughs> right? I mean, the same thing. And so this misunderstanding that what the Pope has done is bless same-sex, it's just so off-target because the document clearly, at every turn, says no to that conclusion. And that's why I really appreciated the commentary by John Birch because he says, you know, if you really read all of this, if you really pay attention, here's what I think the Pope is doing, and I think he's really onto something. It's not that the Pope is saying same-sex unions are good and we're trying to get closer and closer to saying that part out loud. Saying same-sex sex is still bad. God does not approve. That is not an acceptable expression of human sexuality. But we want you to know God and be full of God's presence. And how can we get you to see that? Well, instead of continually condemning and criticizing you uniquely for this one kind of sexual sin, maybe if we believe blessings blessings do a real thing, we can bless you and hope that that raises the presence of God in your life, and therefore you might come to repentance and see that this isn't good. God can do amazing things in people's lives. That's what Birch thinks he's doing, and I think that is a plausible reading. See, we, we tend to read a blessing as an affirmation. You wouldn't bless something you disagree with or permission, right? That's what laymen or light Christians might view. Catholics read blessing as receiving God's presence into your life so that you can be empowered to live less sinfully. And when you see it that way, there's almost nothing surprising here. The concern, of course, is that it would give the appearance of blessing the impropriety, and that's why a lot of people in the Catholic Church and a lot of leaders in the Catholic Church are kind of up in arms over this and disagreeing about the implementation of it. And, you know, across the world there's been a kind of an uproar over this thing. And I don't mean to say that the thing he's done is not controversial. I just mean always start, always, when you're doing the analysis of something, always start by understanding what the other side is saying. And then you can come back and evaluate, critique, decide, is it the right thing? Is it accurate? Instead of what we tend to do is read the other people as saying what we wish they were saying. Either because we wish they were saying something we like or because we wish they were saying something far more stupid than they're actually saying and we wish we could criticize them more easily, right? I mean, that's just basic philosophy stuff and critical thinking. Understand the other side and see what they're actually saying before you talk about it. 649 here. Oh, gosh, I'm way past the traffic break. Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, (laughs) It just... As a non-Catholic, it's amazing to me how repeatedly this mistake gets made. Anyway, uh, Jake's got traffic for you. All right. Well, uh, we're still looking at the accident. I-10 eastbound this morning at Pine Forest. There's a vehicle crash there with roadblock. But uh, looking elsewhere on the map all around town, we're looking good, not showing any slowdowns on Pine Forest, um, the the road. Of course, at I-10, I'm not seeing any slowdowns there either with that accident. Uh, Car City's looking good. Nine Mile not showing any issues. Mobile Highway is clear through Beulah and Pensacola. Dog Track Road is clear with no issues on uh, Blue Angel Parkway. If you see anything out there, let me know. Uh, 437-1620. This traffic report is brought to you by Discover. Discover wants everyone to feel special with live 24-7 customer support. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. You know, um, Christina Leavenworth is a great resource. I mean, she just is. She sold 233 homes last year. It's crazy. I haven't talked to her about how many she, she sold this year. Um, but in, uh, I'm sure it's hundreds. Okay. It, it may not be more than last year. I don't know. But, you know, it's certainly a lot of homes. 
And um, one of the things that you might not realize uh, about calling her is it doesn't obligate you to anything. You're just talking to her. You're making a friend. You're finding the input of somebody who really knows this market and knows real estate. And the reason I say that is because you may have been putting it off. You may have been delaying a decision about buying instead of renting or buying a rental because you want to expand your portfolio or you know what, whatever, okay? All the reasons you might buy or sell a home, upgrading, downgrading, whatever, especially because you might have conflict with a spouse over these topics and you might be putting it off because you don't want to deal with the conflict. Listen, Call her and just talk to her and say, hey, here's what we're thinking about. Is this realistic? Is this a good plan? What do you think? What's your idea? And then get information, and then you can have a good platform from which to make an adult decision. And especially if it's kind of like New Year's resolution to do something that you know is a good decision in the long term, but you just want to make sure, hey, that's the point. 723-9158. Stop putting it off and give Christina Leavenworth a call today. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, a Pfizer vaccine. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. At Penair Credit Union, we know that road trips don't start by driving into the sunset. A day at the beach doesn't begin with packing the car. Even car shopping doesn't really start at the dealership. Your new car journey begins with an auto loan pre-approval from Penair Credit Union. Because at Penair, auto financing is easy. And when you get pre-approval before you shop, you'll be ready to hit the road when you find the perfect car. Get started at penair.org slash car loan. Whether it's new, used, or refinanced, vehicle loans from Penair Credit Union fit you perfectly. Federally insured by NCUA Equal Opportunity Lender. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. This is Renee with Jim's Firearms wishing you a safe holiday. Please don't text and drive. May your Christmas be filled with joy, love, and laughter. This is Darren Costello at Costello's Butcher Shop and Deli Fine Wine and Cheeses. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. May your Christmas be filled with joy, love, and laughter. This is Jessica with Pensacola's Kia Autosport. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. Mornings before pep talk on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable.
gas, 312. Florida's 309. Mississippi is 267. California is 467. If you're in Navarre, 277 East, well, that's not even a good price. I don't know why I mention it. Uh, 267 at the... Uh, the Sefco going up 87 or 267 at the uh, Western Walmart. If you're in uh, Midway 276, I think this is the Liberty Station. That's the Circle K, sorry. Uh, 289 at the, uh, which one is this? That's at the Exxon and Gulf Breeze. In Milton, you got 278 at the Sefco, 279 at the P Ridge Murphy, uh, and then 279 at the Raceway going through Pace. In Pensacola on Nine Mile, the Walmart is 277, 279 at the um, uh, the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29. Or if you can wait to the Tom Thumb down W Street, that's cheaper. That's 273. 265 on uh, Navy, an outlier at the Gas and Go, by the way. 654 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay, Spence Gold of Morning News, and David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Ukrainian officials say 12 people have died after Russia launched missile attacks on Kiev and other parts of the country. Uh, reports are about 110 missiles will, were fired but most of them were shot down. U.S. and Mexican officials are now pledging to work more closely together to slow the record migration at the uh, at the southern border. The governments of both countries issued a joint statement Thursday, one day after Secretary of State uh, Antony Blinken and other officials met with Mexican President uh, Manuel Lopez Obrador. And Andrew, this might be the biggest news of the year. There's new Guinness World Record that's been set for the pizza with the most varieties of cheese. Okay. Uh, pizza chef I'm listening. Pizza chef Benoit Bruel has now created a pizza with more than 1000 varieties of cheese. Bruel also Say had the right. previous record. 1000. Oh, <laughs> I feel like an exhibit at the zoo or something. Uh, he Go also on. owned the previous record for creating a pizza with 250 varieties of cheese and that was back in 2020. Uh, Bruel tells the Guinness World Records his only dream is to make pizzas with a wide variety of cheeses. Well, a boy's got to have a dream, and that's a good one. 656 here on News Radio 92.3. You can always listen to the show online, and we've got Joanne from Ohio, of all places. Um, I will not say go Buckeyes, go go Blue. Uh, anyway, uh, Joanne, you had a thought about the Catholic Church and the recent uh, statement by the Pope regarding the blessing of people in same-sex unions, but not the blessing of the same-sex union. Go ahead. Well, it just, it just kind of gives pause as why we're given the Pope credence at all when in just very not so long ago um, he was moving priests around knowingly that were abusing altar boys and I believe that probably still continues today. Yeah, it's a good question. We're ignoring that fact completely. Yeah, so that's... Why why do we give credence at all? Two two answers. answers. Joanne, thank you for listening to Ohio, by the way. Uh, Two answers. One is um, not so much this pope, but prior popes, but still fair. Um, Second is the institution certainly has a lot to account for in this regard. Uh, Third is you can always assess anybody on the basis of a single issue without having to bring every other issue into the conversation. And so for Catholics, which is primarily the reason I was explaining this to people, is for the Catholics, we have a lot of Catholics in Pensacola, uh, for Catholics, uh, understanding what the Pope says is is important. And so trying to at least be clear about what he's saying in, in doctrine, you know, you can still say they've got all, all these other problems or he's got all these other things to answer for, but I just believe in primarily assessing people on the merits of any individual case. But thank you for listening and thank you for calling in. 437-1620. A couple of other people texted in. Somebody says, sounds like passive-aggressive blessing. (laughs) It's not, but I understand. Somebody says, blessing of individual sinners is not new. Activist priests immediately started blessing homosexual couples openly. The church has yet to point this out as an error, and they won't. I hope they will. They certainly should based on 
uh, standard Catholic, Catholic doctrine, but uh, time will tell. Somebody else says, always go to the source document, amen. <laughs> and then somebody else just says, what a thoughtful explanation. Thank you, and Happy New Year to you all, and Happy New Year to you as well. I appreciate that. 437-1620, you can always text or call. Uh, let's uh, play a little back to the future, the one that I'm embarrassed I didn't know on the cruise. Uh, <laughs> you got it. I know, That's it's so, so funny. terrible. Oh, my God. Um, all right, so future news. So, um, well, will Catholic will the Catholic Church in any time in the future actually bless same-sex unions as morally equal to heterosexual marriage? Uh, no. No, no. It's Mm-mm. just not. I mean, that would be a massive revolution in the Catholic Church. I, I just I don't see that happening. Will the Supreme Court quickly take up the issue of Trump's eligibility, especially now that in Maine he's been kicked off the ballot? Where it matters, by the way, because they don't have winner-take-all, and he could lose a vote or two if he winds up being mm. the nominee, and that could swing the whole election. What do you think? No, I don't think they're going to be able to do it. They're absolutely going to take it. Their feet. No, they are going to absolutely take this up, and they're going to oh. give a definitive answer, and Trump is going to be eligible uh, mm. on all the ballots. He's not going to be ineligible on the ballot. That's, again, that, that is my read. All right, uh, Texas or Washington? Big game on New Year's Eve, Texas Ooh, or Washington? Texas. I, I, Washington. Oh. And um, on the other side, uh, Alabama or, uh, oh, God, who are they playing? Anybody. Oh, I can't remember. Anybody oh, else. It's, uh, it's Michigan, of course. It could be Gulf Breeze High School. I'll how about, how about High FSU and Georgia? Oh, Georgia. It's going to be a good game. I say FSU. Oh. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Gulf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.